0: Welcome to the Daily Illini Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Jones, uh, joined with Josh Peace today. Unfortunately, we don't have Gabby right now. She might jump in a little later, depending on what she's doing. Uh, pretty fluid situation right now. Um, but happy new year, Josh. It's January 1st. Um, we have a lot of stuff to cover, but how are you feeling right now?
1: I'm feeling okay. I uh, <laughs> was with you last night. It was a good time. Finally happy to be back in 2021. But Yeah. You know, luckily, another thing: new year, new coaching staff for Illinois.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited. New year, new coaching staff, uh, new identity. Everything really coming full fold for this Illinois football team. That obviously fired Lovey Smith um, the week, the start, starting the week before uh, their Penn State game to to close out the season. Fired Lovey Smith um, about six days later named Brett Bielema as um, the head coach. I don't know if we talked about that. I know we did a Lovey Smith reaction podcast, Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think we talked about um, the new coach. So let's start off with that. Brett Bielema, um, I think it was the day, the morning of the Penn State game. It was the morning of, yeah, which surprised me, by the way. It was very surprising how quick this was. We can get into that a little bit later. But um, morning of the Penn State game, we get news that Brett Bielema, who – Um, played at Iowa in the late 80s and early 90s as an offensive lineman, coached um, throughout the Big Ten, most notably was the head coach of Wisconsin from 06 to 2012, Um, and has bounced around since then, Uh, coached with the Patriots, Um, coached with uh, the New York Giants most recently, and is now the the head coach of the University of Illinois Fighting Illini. But coming into that, it was kind of... It, it just makes me think that how it was so quick. I feel like they knew he was the guy. Even before maybe they fired Lovey, they had like a short list of guys that they were talking to or they even wanted. Um, how do you feel about that?
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think that going in, Whitman had a very short list of people he'd consider. I think Luke Fickle was the number one, but that was kind of like, you know, like a thanks but no thanks situation yeah. on his side. And then. As far as I've you know heard and read about from multiple sources, it was Brett pretty much all the way. Like Luke Fickle said, no, you knew you weren't going to go get Sark at Alabama, so Brett Bielema is the guy because he cares about you know the school he grew up in, a line I fan. Mm-hmm. He wanted to recruit the state. He has experience. Even at, I would say even at Arkansas, he was good. He knows how to win in the Big Ten. And then Bill Belichick comes and you know yeah. apparently talks to Josh Woodman for forty five minutes about yeah. him and how great he is. So. Yeah, I mean, was I surprised? Yeah, I thought it was going to be Lance Leipold, who mm-hmm. lost the night before in the MAC championship. Yeah. So I thought it was going to be him. And I think that when we talked on the podcast last time, I don't even think we mentioned Brett Bielema.
0: We didn't mention Brett Bielema at all. We we kind of were thinking about our dream candidates, yeah. I guess, instead of what was most realistic. But it makes sense. This Brett Bielema pick makes sense. Uh, he's been throughout the Big Ten. He has a lot of coaching experience. He, Everybody who ever has something to say about Bielema has has nice things to say yeah. about him. There's nothing really wrong um, on the field coaching-wise that, that comes up with Brett. Uh, so it, it makes sense. And I think that I'm I'm not sold. I feel like a lot of people okay. are sold uh, on this pick. I think that he's a great guy. I think that he said all the right things. Um, I think that he, it shows that he really cares about the job, but that doesn't really sell me to, to mm-hmm. think that he's going to be a great football coach. Um, I have concerns it's hard to recruit for Illinois. We talked about this last time. And we talked about how it's going to be important for the new coach to come in and kind of um, really gri- gri- grapple with this, grip the state. That's what I'm And that was Whitman's number one thing. Right, right. right. Is it's, that we
1: need to get someone that's not going to go to Florida and get right, six exactly. guys for a 13-person recruiting class. We're not going to focus on Texas. Yeah. We need Illinois guys. And that's
0: uh, that's what Brett is is thinking he he wants to do. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, that's hard. There's We talked about Iowa. We talked about Wisconsin. We talked about Northwestern. Teams that have all seen success very, very recently when Illinois has not. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I think he said all the right things. But there there's nothing that really, you know, strikes me as, like, this guy is the guy um, that can turn Illinois from a uh, four-win team that we've seen them for pretty much the last five, six years into um, somebody a team that's competing for Big Ten championships year in and year out. Um, so – why that, like, strikes me is that, like, why couldn't they have kept Lubby another year? Do you think that? Do you think that's an issue? Because I feel like if you're not going to go get somebody that's going to change the program, like, why not have Lubby? Because I, I don't think Brett Bielema wouldn't have been available next year.
1: True, but I think that Whitman was like, yeah, it's been five years, and it's just time yeah. for a culture change, you know? Because, and honestly, if we're talking about a culture change, look at how many guys are staying. I know we'll get into that, that, that true. a little bit, that but, like, true. You know, Kramer's back, Palcho's back, Lowe's back. And obviously, you know, you have Green and Hanson going, who are two of your biggest leaders. But But they were going to go anyways. They were going to go anyways, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Green is probably going to be a top five pick in the NFL draft. Like, that's totally different, but... So you, you say you're not sold, and then I'll give like my little argument on the yeah. other side of it. I do really like it because, one, he knows how to win in the Big Ten. I think that's mm. the biggest thing, right, besides the in-state recruiting, is that he won three Big Ten championships in Wisconsin. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Mm. And then he goes to Arkansas where he's 4-8 and eight his first year, three straight bowl games, and then has like six or seven guys leave for the draft. They're thin. He admitted that, and he gets fired right away. They yeah. didn't even give him another year. So even though that happened... Like he, he won like four games or whatever in twenty seventeen his last uh year there. I've said this I said this to you about an hour ago. Arkansas has won seven games since he left. Yeah. They won seven games in like three years that he mm-hmm. was there. So I I like his track record. I like what, you know, he's gonna bring. I like that he's passionate about it. You said he yeah. says all the right things like, you know, crying in his press conference and someone pointed out to me that he puts ILL at the end of all of his tweets. Yeah. I think he's a good guy. I think he cares about the state. And I really think he wants to be here too. Mm-hmm. Because how many guys are looking at the Illinois job and being like, wow, like, what an attractive job. That's exactly what Bielma thinks.
0: Yeah, and I think that he's he can be the guy to like then make that job attractive. With what that would be would just make them competitive in the Big Ten year in and year out. It's like an Iowa, like a Wisconsin. Um, but that being said, I think the most important thing that you have to do is recruit Illinois because Illinois has so much, so much talent, um, Northern Illinois, even or South, South, Southern Illinois with like East St. Louis, stuff like that. Um, but it's just, I feel like it's all there, but it's like, it's easier said than done, which is what it is. And I think that's what it's going to come down to more so how he coaches his, his schemes, who he brings around. I think that if you don't get it done with recruiting, then it was all for nothing. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully he recruits well, because obviously I want to see Illinois do mm-hmm. well. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that's what it's going to be come down to.
1: Well, I mean, you know, he walked into a very bad spot at Arkansas, goes 4-8 mm-hmm. his first year, and then three straight bowl games. And let, like, let's just be clear, he didn't get a fair chance at Arkansas. Yeah, Five yeah, years yeah. was not enough, but... When they did get him, I think part of the reason we didn't mention him before is I thought he was a little unrealistic because he goes from Arkansas and people thought really highly of him, mm-hmm. but then he goes to be like a linebacker coach in the NFL, right? Under Belichick, under this new guy at the Giants. I'm not. I, I can't remember what their head coach's name is. I just didn't think that it was super realistic. But when we did it, i like, I like it. I think it's yeah. a home run. I think he has the ability to turn us around. He's not going to look at you know these kids from for uh, Chicago in the suburbs and not recruit them. Like Lovey mm-hmm. Smith did. Like, you know, how, like Lincoln way East had like five D one players and lovey yeah. didn't talk to any of them. Like
0: <laughs> Lincoln way East is a funny story. Well, just because like I had to play them, my high school football team mm-hmm. we played them, uh, in like the first game of the season my sophomore year, it's like forty eight to nothing. Yeah. They were so good.
1: And they had five They're, very good D one players and no, Lovey yeah. didn't even talk to their head coach. Yeah. Like, Come well on. yeah. yeah. Lovey That's awful. Lovey
0: did a very bad job recruiting in Illinois. And yeah. it was evident. It was evident when you saw those same yeah. Illinois guys who Lovey failed to recruit, go to Iowa, go to Wisconsin, go to other big ten schools, um And find a lot of success. And find a lot of success. Uh Illinois there's no reason that Illinois shouldn't no. be you know, have the whole state online. You have, have
1: high level public schools. You yeah. have the city. You have St. Louis. You yeah. even
0: have, there's some high schools around here in Champaign that are pretty good too. Yeah, you have exactly. many
1: spots. And uh, Bart Miller talked a lot about right, this right, too. Right. And I know we'll get into him later. But I think Bilama understands that Illinois is a hot spot for recruiting. And he's going to go all around the state, north, south, east, west. He's said it before, mm-hmm. public, private, whatever. And he's going to get those kids. And if he can do that, mm-hmm. we could be a six or seven. Uh, win team consistently I know that like to Iowa that sounds pretty bad but like this is Illinois right? No, need to turn around somewhere. and
0: also you have to take steps like I think it's unrealistic to think that just because you get a, a new coach you're automatically going to be there Right. but there's no, there's realistically Illinois has the means they have the funding they have there's no they have the recruiting base in Illinois if they you know unearth that there's no reason why Illinois can't then become a perennial Big Ten championship team yeah. in 3, 4, 5 years um, it just takes you know winning so we'll see um but let's talk a little bit about the guys yep. that Brett Bielema is now surrounding himself with um his first addition to his own staff uh was offensive coordinator Tony Peterson who last year uh was at Appalachian Appalachian State um has found success a lot of places I know we talked about Marshall I know we talked about a few other schools that he's been at um has a connection with Brett Bielema um They've always wanted to work together, and yeah. uh, Tony Tony Peterson was saying in his press conference how he, as they both got older, the it seemed like, dang, like the situation might never happen where mm-hmm. we get to work together, and then Brett Bieleman gets his job, and then they start talking, and now it looks like it's working together. Um, something that strikes me with him, he's a very high-energy guy. Uh, I think he said he was fired up like 30 times in the in Yeah, the he kind of couldn't have said that anymore. <laughs> uh, I mean, I loved it. He, he looked really, really invested into it, really, really good, and I think that's good to... to to bring a sense of energy, and, and you talked about with Brett, you know, mm-hmm. passion to the job, because uh, we love Lovey, but at the end of the day, there were sometimes you kind of questioned his, his passion uh, for the job. Definitely. I don't know if you ever really questioned, like, his loyalty to his team and, and stuff like that. I think he was a great man, but sometimes you, Lovey kind of left you wanting a little bit more on the passion side. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he he's talked about... I think the thing that struck me a lot, obviously, we can get into who's coming back, but Brandon Peters, um, starting kind of quarterback this season, uh, starting at different games. Uh, Starting with an asterisk. (laughs) (laughs) Got an asterisk on his start. Um, Starting at quarterback this year, Brandon Peters, was a fifth-year senior, obviously with the extra uh, year of eligibility due to COVID, uh, decided to come back. Um, What struck me so much was that Peterson talked about how good the offense or the quarterback room is, but he only really went into specifics on Brandon Peters. That kind of makes me think that he's leaning towards Brandon Peters for starting job. Obviously, he also a-
1: said he doesn't want a freshman or a sophomore quarterback, and yeah. that's what you know Brandon like helps them get away from it. Right. Isaiah is a sophomore. Right,
0: right. So, with obviously there's still the rest of the winter, there's still spring, there's still summer. There's no definitive who's going to no. start under center come August. Um, if hopefully there's games in August, I, I hope. But um, it seems like for the offense that they want to run. They're leaning towards Brandon Peters.
1: I think they're going to go pretty pass-heavy, which yeah. sucks because we have Chase Brown. But And, you know, we can talk about that uh, another time. I'd prefer Isaiah, but, again, that's yeah, a conversation too, yeah. for another time. <laughs> but what I will say about watching his press conference, so I'm kind of feeling more about him Well, uh, the way you're feeling about Brett mm-hmm. is because I don't see anything there that's like, damn, we are going to be awesome offensively now. Yeah. I know he's found success. and Well, one thing is he's really smart, too. You can tell no, he's I agree. really smart. No, I agree. And he he has passion. He's smart. And those are two good things. He sounded good in the press conference. He really wants to be here, yeah. which is pretty cool. Um, he, he Like I said, I don't think this is a home run like I do Brett is, but it's solid. It's at, it's at bare minimum solid because mm. he knows how to run a scheme. He's been successful, and him and Brett are close.
0: I think that... This hire is probably the most important hire um, because Brett, who is a defensive guy, yeah. who focuses more on defense, that defense was going to be bad next year. They're losing a lot of guys. You have to. Owen Carney said he's transferring. Um, a lot of guys are probably transferring uh, or or just not coming back. That defense is going to be bad next year. We're going to have to face that. The offense has potential. You oh, yeah. have a really good running back room. Where your best running back and Chase Brown's gonna come back and it's gonna be a junior, it's gonna be amazing. You have a great offensive line with people like Poucho, with people like Kramer coming back, Vidarian Lowe coming back. Um, you're, you don't really know what you're gonna get with these wide receivers. Obviously, uh, Josh Matterbebe, who is probably your most talented, is leaving. Daniel Barker's coming back, though. True. Um, and I think he was the best wide receiver, or the best receiver this year, tight end officially, but received a lot. Um, you have Luke Ford still in there. Uh, you have Casey Washington, you have Don Don, Navarro. Donnie Navarro, you have a lot of guys. This offense can still be talented next year. They can be really good. The defense is going to be bad. So that's why this hire is so important because it gives Illinois the chance not to have a coaching change and then be two in what next year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Depending on how many games they play. It gives them a the chance to go win four or maybe five games, especially if they play the, the the non-conference games in the beginning of the year. So I think that's why it's important. And – Hopefully he gets there. I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say I, I totally am ready for Tony Peterson and know what he's going to do. But, I mean, hopefully hopefully he gets there. I, 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 that's all I can really say. I think it's a good Anderson. hire.
1: Like I said, I trust Brett. He's known how to hire people in the yeah. past. He clearly sees something in him, which is yeah. cool. Obviously, the Big Ten connection back in 06, Minnesota. and Was Brett at Iowa maybe at the time? I'm not I'm not too sure, but mm-hmm. I know that they were both in the Big Ten and they like each other. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think he's good. I clearly... You know, some people have stayed, some people don't. He he is gonna have an offense to work with. Obviously, two very different conferences and schemes, but Illinois could be a Big Twelve team next year. Really good offense, really bad, bad defense. defense. And that's somewhat but that'd realistic. be fun, though. Would be fun. It'd be different than be this fun. year
0: where it was like like shoddy offense. Sometimes they were good, sometimes they were really bad, and then defense that was bad but could create turnovers.
1: Rather lose a game fifty to forty than twenty eight to ten. I
0: tell you true. that.
1: That is true. That's
0: true. Um. But, yeah, and then we can talk about the last one, who I think is a solidified home run. I think this is both of our favorites. I I think he needs to go on every recruiting trip. I think he needs to go all around the state because he made me a believer in, like, five minutes. Bart Miller. Um, Man, this – I was just like, first off, just the way he speaks to the media. One, very respectful. Two, always goes, like, above and beyond Mm -hmm. to answer your question – Puts in like examples, puts in yeah. anecdotes, and then always ties it with like some quote at the end. Like he's gonna be so good to quote for the next four or five years, however long Amazing. he's here. I think um, we have
1: three guys that are finally good to quote. No yeah. more of this lovey BS. As we have three guys <laughs> that can we no can put in our stories. We're, well, we were
0: really disappointed. Um, but yeah, these guys are or Bart Miller is, and you know me, I'm I'm a skeptic. I'm yep. skeptical about everything. Uh, Illinois football, they fool me. Again, I tried or they fooled me in the past, I try not to let them fool me again. But if Bart Miller's bad, I'll never say it. Because yep. he just made he made me believe literally the first time he stepped on the Illinois podium, he had this quote where he was like he was talking about recruiting and he was like he points to his chest and he points at the black eye, he's like, This eye should mean something in Illinois And I'm like, You know what, Bart it should mean something <laughs> in Illinois, you know what I mean? Like people need to stop disrespecting us and I'm not even on a team, you know what I mean? So Well maybe. Maybe maybe next year. <laughs> maybe next year. I'll walk on. Brett, I'm sending you my tape, so I'm, I'm putting together my hotel high school. Go, get a little
1: film We're session. We're gonna get for some him. film
0: session in, so don't worry. I'm gonna try to walk on next year. Um but yeah, I mean he really he made me believe, and I think that's a really good thing. He also it's not just that he said the right things, it's that you could tell scheme wise and stuff like that he was talking about, um, how I think the mentality of an offensive lineman yeah. he truly believes Um, that being an offensive lineman is one of the hardest things to do in sports, which I I agree with. You have to be cohesive with five or six guys all on the same page to make one play work. You have to do that 60 times a game, and and you're getting hit every play. right? Offensive linemen are some of the smartest guys in sports, and he believes that. And I think one thing he said, he's like, you have to practice with the same intensity that you play the game in. Mm -hmm. And I think that mentality is really, really, really good. He wants to make – when he was in Wisconsin, they had an insanely good offensive line – he wants to make Illinois – somebody asked him a question about the Wisconsin way. He said, I want to make it Illinois way. I want to make it – I want to make people fear Illinois offensive linemen. And it kind of gave me chills. Like, he's he's the guy. Like, that, that's – I don't – I can say anything – I can say everything about Bart Miller. He doesn't know me. Um, hopefully, he'll, he'll listen. But I'm I'm his number one fan right now. Uh, but yeah, you got anything to say about him? I can run
1: <laughs> Yeah, no, I'll step in for a little bit—not <laughs> to steal your thunder or anything. But yeah, I mean, he comes in here he's like I want to make Illinois an offensive line school. Yeah. I want us to be the best offensive line in the nation. Mm-hmm. He clearly doesn't like totally know about the guys that are coming in, but whether he knows it or not, he's got a lot of talent there. Yeah, Blake Jarosati, a lot of talent. Uh, Verdarian Low, Alex Pelcheski, Doug Kramer, Verdis Brown, Julian Pearl. He's got some good offensive yeah. linemen to work with. So, and he he comes in like. Like, he just gets up there. Like, he looked cool up there, you know? Like, he just looked <laughs> chill. He looked cool. He's a big guy. Yeah. You can tell that he's going to be, like, intimidating and, yeah. like, a really good, hard coach. So, like I said, you pretty much hit on everything no, like else. Him. But he, I know he recruited Doug Kramer for Florida yeah. Atlantic and he didn't go there. So, the two of them are going to, you know, reunite, sort of, which is kind of cool. Everyone loves this guy. I haven't seen yeah. one negative thing about him, which and is I really don't think cool. you
0: will. I no. think his first impression was so strong. I think it'll be... Hard for people to say bad things about him um, throughout the future, which is... He's
1: another guy that's passionate, too, because yeah, yeah, you yeah. know he went to Elk Grove. Right, right. So he's from Illinois, too. Clearly, he says he has a lot of respect for Brett Bealmo, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Three awesome hires.
0: Yeah, I mean...
1: Well, maybe. <laughs> we, well, we
0: disagree a little bit, but we what we do agree on wholeheartedly is that Bart Miller is that guy. But we'll see. I mean, I'm very, very excited about this team um, or about the future of this team right now. There's still obviously so much yeah. they got to figure out. What the defense is gonna look like if uh, Brett is gonna is gonna run that defense if he's gonna get a DC. Um, what the linebacker coaches look like. What the receiver coaches look like. So we have a lot to we have a lot to unpack in these next months, a few months that are yeah. gonna happen. Probably next few weeks, we'll get a little bit more news about that. But in terms of the talent that they're bringing back, some guys have gone. Some mm-hmm. guys um, are leaving. Just wrote a story about Milo Eifler. Um, Milo Eifler joins Josh Matterbebe, Kendrick Green, and uh, no, not the Kramer. Um, who am I missing? Jake Hansen, the other linebacker Jake Hansen, and declaring for the NFL draft. Um, so those four guys are the guys that are going. Probably will be the only guys going uh, for Illinois. Those are the. Well, I'd say yeah. Right now, those are the best draft prospects coming yeah. out. Um, let's talk about their stock a little bit. Mm-hmm. If you had to rank the four guys on draftability, yeah. who are you ranking?
1: I'm going to go Kendrick Green number one for sure, yeah, See he, he can be a top five pick. I would rather have Hanson on my team, but I think Bebe is going to be a seventh or sixth round pick. I do mm-hmm. think he's going to get drafted. And then Hanson should definitely get signed. I'm kind of confused as to why Milo Eifler not coming back. I yeah. don't know about you. I don't know if we're going to agree on that. I would be surprised if he got signed.
0: I agree with that ranking, I think that Kendra Green is 100 percent top five yes. round pick. Um, I think, especially what he was doing at the end of the season, um, in the beginning of the season, even He's it, insane. having to because nice. he when he switched back to guard after um, you know the COVID situation cleared the up and he was down. able to he was able to. Play his natural position every week, PFF, he was getting raked so high, and you forget that he was also good at the center. And that that versatility is really good to be able to switch through right guard, center. I'm sure you can play a little left guard if you needed to. Um, that's something that a lot of NFL teams are going to really like because you know, offensive line, there's a high turnover rate, injuries happen a lot. Um, so him being able to switch through two, three different positions on that line, being smart enough to know those blocking assignments and still be successful with that, because he is a little undersized. Yeah. Um. But I think that he provides value in that, and I do think he'll be drafted. Um, Bebe, I feel bad for Bebe. I feel like he had a bad run this year because um, the quarterback situation was just yeah. so fluid. Uh, so many other people coming back. His production definitely dropped from 2019. Um, I would have loved to see... Bebe be able to work the middle of the field, some of the short routes a lot more um, than what he did in 2019, but I still think with that type of athleticism, with those hands that he has, and the highlights that he has, I mean, it's kind of hard to look at him and be like, okay, there's not going to be one team that takes a chance yeah. on him.
1: Yeah, because he's so good with the jump balls, right? Yeah. Now, unfortunately for Bebe, he has a drop problem. He does. He drops balls. Yeah, he They're drops easy balls. He, yeah. he
0: catches the hard balls, and yes. he drops easy balls, which is, not, that's not what you want to see. No. But, I mean, he if he's going to be a red zone target, if he's going to be a goal line target, that's something that's really good and people yeah. are gonna, are going to want. Well,
1: he brings something to the table right that a lot of current NFL wide receivers don't is that he can you can always rely on mm-hmm. him for those jump balls and he's yeah. pretty deadly in the end zone like in the corner no, of the yeah, end zone. percent so he'll get drafted. He had that video go viral remember on ESPN yeah, like 4 floated. years
0: ago. Is that that's real, right? Yeah, I, I've seen so many videos. That I have to be real. Yeah. There's no way he's editing that, you know? That's he's crazy. A, he's a superhuman. That's crazy. Yeah, he has superpowers. Um, he's a weirdo, <laughs> but, he's a, but he's, he's a very athletically gifted human. Um, I also have number three, uh, Jake Hansen. I don't think he'll be drafted. I don't think he's some guy that's going to just impress you on a pro day. Um, But I do think that if he gets signed and he is able to get reps, obviously we don't know what the COVID situation is going to be like come – April and in, in, in May, when these guys are signing and trying to work out with teams, we don't know what the COVID situation is going to be like. Hopefully he gets to, you know, run some scrimmages, run some, some you know, like mock defenses, stuff like that, because I think he's going to be a guy where he really shines when it's game time. Um, he forces fumbles. He's Everybody talks about him as being the smartest guy, knowing everything. Um, he showed later in the year how good he was in coverage. I mean, Nebraska, a Nebraska game, he almost had two picks. I think he had one, he almost had two. A lot of pass deflections. He's going to be really good. And then I'm with you on the Milo Eifler thing. I don't know why he declared for the draft. I think that this year was a down year. They had so many injuries on defense. It was hard for people. Um, He was switching positions. He was injured a little bit. Um, I think he was really good in his first year at Illinois. Second year, obviously kind of a decline with everything that's going on. I think he's a guy that really could have benefited from an extra year, especially working with somebody like Brett who's had NFL linebacker experience. Um, but I also think at some point, you know, that this is now, what, that was his fifth year in college. I think at some point you just got to move on. Yeah. Um, and he hates school, too. Yeah, that's fair. I mean... Yeah.
1: A lot of these guys don't like it. If about, I'm here to play fun. football, I'd hate
0: school, too. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that he's a guy that can impress you at a pro day. I think he's very, very physical. He's very, very fast. Um, his game tape is a little fluky, especially from this year. But I think he makes plays, and he's really good at run support. Um, so I think... He can shine in a pro day and maybe a team will take a chance on him, sign him. But, you know, he also has a lot of good connections. He talked about in his um, interview. He's living with Byron Murphy from the Cardinals, Um, somebody from the Packers, I forget, but Kevin King. Um, But, you know, he knows a lot of guys and he's he's around. So hopefully he'll get that experience. Hopefully guys will talk him up. Um. I will we'll say we'll I will see. say
1: this of all the four guys, if someone deserves a chance the most to me, it's Jake Hansen because yeah. I know that he's undersized, but that dude works harder than any, than yep. anyone. He's a good interview. He's he's gotten a lot better since he's gotten here. He forces fumbles. He is a really good tackler. I, d- I really really hope Jake gets a shot because if anyone, I think he will. even if he you know it doesn't pan out and it's just not what he thought, he at least deserved a shot because I think he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. I think he works really really hard and he's been a leader for Illinois. So yeah. and he deserves it.
0: Guys are also leaving through the transfer portal. We saw Illinois Sackler Owen Carney um, decided to get that sucks. decided to transfer. It does suck um, for an Illinois defense that was already depleted. Two of their linebackers going to the draft, um, and you know some guys. So we'll see. Who do you think transferring right now? It's a couple guys is gonna miss, or are we? Is Illinois gonna miss the most? Owen Carney. Yeah.
1: Because he. Uh, I mean, he's the biggest name, too, for sure. Like, I I don't think it's really close, but he brought energy to a defensive line that wasn't supposed to be good, by the way. He led us in sacks. I think he was second team All-Big Ten, second or third team. He was really good. He was fun to talk to, too. He's a good guy, and I get it, you know, if he wants to go, you know, to a bigger team and or I'm sorry, a better team, start pot- potentially for a team that's going to make a bowl game and raise his draft stock. Best of luck to him, but it sucks he's leaving because we're already thin enough at linebacker. Now we're probably going to be thin on the defensive line, too. Yeah,
0: it does suck that he's leaving. Um, yeah, I'm very scared to look at this defense yeah. next year. You got some guys, um, you know, we'll see. You know, I'm not trying to cast doubt on them right now, but it, it, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough because um, teams got better in the Big Ten. You saw that against Illinois' defense. Um And we'll see. Hopefully their offense can can make it up. But Mm -hmm. that defense scares me. Um, And then with the guys coming back, we talked about so many guys um, that are coming back. Who do you think is going to have the biggest impact who's coming back? Doug
1: Kramer. Okay. I think Doug Kramer is going to be the best because not only is he a two-time captain, but I think that, you know, he sat out two games for COVID too. I think as a center Mm -hmm. and a little bit undersized as he is, He's gonna. I think he's going to make a boost. Because Paucho's going to get drafted, right? I was shocked that Vidarian Lowe came back. The dude's engaged. He has a kid. Yeah. I thought he was done. But if he wants to raise his draft stock, too, good for him. I'm happy for him. But I think Doug Kramer's the biggest. I think he's going to make a huge jump. And hopefully get drafted, too, because it's hard to get drafted as a center. I think he brings something to the locker room. I think he sees a lot in Coach Bielema and Bart Miller. Um, and everyone on the team likes him. You know, like, Everyone's always talking about how great of a guy Doug is. Lovey and Rod would always talk about how great of a guy Doug is. So...
0: Probably, yeah, probably him. I think it's Brandon Peters. I think that. Even though he might not start. <laughs> even though he might not start, and I don't think he should start, I think that he's going to start. Um, I think this offense is going to be catered around his abilities. Uh, I think they're going to run a lot, but they're also going to take shots. Tony Peterson talked about that. He said, look, we're trying to score. You yeah. have to score to win a football game. And at the end of the day, we're going to take shots. We're going to throw it down field. We're going to go deep. I think that's something that wasn't done a lot for Brandon Peters this year. Obviously had very limited game tape. Missed three games because of COVID. Um was was kinda slow or came right back into it. Obviously slowed down at the end. Um but I think they, they really at some times didn't give Brandon like full reign to go do that. Look, I think they're gonna they're gonna let him do that. Um it'll wow. be Go
1: ahead. My only thing about Brandon is that, and you know this, it, it almost doesn't even have to be said, but the dude's so streaky. I mean, no, yeah. he doesn't do anything against Wisconsin. Nebraska, he's phenomenal. And then the first,
0: first quarter of Iowa, he was insane. Iowa. He was good. He was great. He was 8 for 8, 100 some yards, two touchdowns. He was insane. He
1: falls off. Northwestern so fast. doesn't do anything. So fast. When he played against Penn State, didn't do anything. Yeah. That's not good. You yeah. can't be that streaky if you're acting. Because why is he back? Because he wants to get to the NFL. And well, maybe he-, he will get to the NFL, but... You cannot be as inconsistent as he is at times. I
0: think he has the most to lose Definitely. from a bad season, and yeah. that's why, hopefully, hopefully that, that's something that motivates him, puts him into kind of his own driver's seat and be like, okay, look, like, it's this is my last year, this is my last year of eligibility ever, you know, what, seven years? He he joked that he, he was getting his doctorate, um, but... <laughs> Um, this this is my last year of eligibility if I want I'm not getting any younger if I want to make the NFL I have to do something this year um I think he's gonna have a great offensive line I think that oh, yeah. there's receivers around him that aren't like phenomenal but I think they're competent enough for him to look good Hopefully. I think Daniel Barker could be really good. I think Daniel Barker if you give him a consistent season he could make an all big 10 team yeah, you um, can too. like absolutely he's really really good um we'll see we'll see but I think he has the most to lose I think he could go out there. And if he can put together games like he did in Nebraska, Iowa, that's going to be the difference between this team going maybe five wins. Like, imagine if they came out the gate with five wins next season. That'd and, be crazy. You know, and winning two games. You know what I mean? And that difference between two games and five games in the first year of a new coach is so, so, so important. Because that means that you get the five games, that's something you can build off of, that's something you can sell to recruits, um, that's something you can sell to the guys who are thinking about transferring. But if you start off with two games and you have to be like, you make excuses, you know, like, oh, it's my first year. These aren't my guys. And then stuff kind of, you know, falls down from there. But I think it's Brandon Peters. He has the most to lose. And I think that this offense is going to be kind of handed to him because yeah. I think they want to see Brandon Peters instead of an Isaiah Washington.
1: And I will say this about Brandon. You know, he's like a quiet guy. He's a little, like, not, yeah. not goofy at times, but he, he's just, you know, quiet, doesn't open up as much. And honestly, honestly, for the whole team, like, whether he already has a big on-field and locker room mm-hmm. presence, he's going to have one next year because he has three coaches he now ha- that are yeah, going to hype him up. Yeah. And like, just the team as a whole. You know, Do you remember what I to- said yesterday about some Illinois football coaches going and watching you know, Illinois practices yeah. under loving? They said they were soft. They weren't impressed. Yeah. The attitude is different now. Brett, Tony, and Bart, led by those three and everyone else, are going to have physical, intense practices with tackling, by the way. They're not yeah. going to not tackle anymore and i think it's going to translate i think we're going to see a lot of emotion out of brandon i think that dog pouch are just going to keep on doing what they're doing and yeah. i think that like i said culture change is the one thing And i see i really think we're going to see that especially yeah. out of the guys
0: coming back i think that it's going to be like like you said like an immediate impact because yeah. people would say like they went to illinois practices and they weren't tackling and they weren't which like i understand what is that I, these are
1: not nfl guys i
0: understand the mentality when you have lovey who's coming from the nfl you want to preserve players you want to give them that freedom to get the mental side of the game but these are also like you said not NFL guys these aren't guys that have the skills you know they can go out there and make the tackles Mm -hmm. you know they can go out there and make the correct hits and and do the correct things these are college guys who aren't the best recruits that we had under Lovey Smith so you know you kind of want them to go intense in practice I understand the philosophy keep your guys healthy keep their mental them mentally sharp um but I think it's going to be completely different under Brett
1: I totally agree. I think that all of this revolves around Brett. We have a good guy coming in. He, like, went and talked to the media on his own. Like, he requested that. You can tell he really cares. He's happy. He's bringing guys back. He's bringing guys in for coaching staff. Obviously, all of this revolves around him. And whether you're impressed with his resume or not, (laughs) I think Josh Whitman made a good hire. I think Illinois is moving in the right direction. And most importantly, they're going to start recruiting the state.
0: Yeah. Yeah. that'll wrap it up. We kind of covered everything that's happened in the last two weeks with Illinois football. Obviously we'll keep updating you as new coaches get hired, players decide what they're going to do. New recruits come depending on how much they like Brett. Um, But we'll see happy new year, like rate subscribe, leave us positive comments uh, for 2021. It's been a hard year for all of us. (laughs) It's been a hard couple days for Josh. Um, But as we sit here, um, Happy 2021. This is the Daily Vinyl Sports Podcast.